afterwards later you will shape it you will polish it you will structure it right now you just need to create a material for your first draft just to start your dancing with something Join Jelena's Ballet Dance Evolution for their 10-year anniversary performance featuring the best of BDE, classic choreography, epic music and the stars that tell the stories of Immortal Desires, Dark Side of the Crown, Alice in Wonderland and Phantasm. See the show in Los Angeles on August 24 or audition for the cast by June 19th. More information at BalletDanceEvolution.com Welcome to Baladance Live podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Live together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start! Hello everyone, how are you? Welcome to the next episode of Paladin's Life uh, podcast. And today will be one of unusual ones. It will be a mini episode, although considering the topic that I chose to talk about, not sure how much mini it will be, but I hope you will find it um, useful. But anyway, I decided today to release my solo episode. I kind of felt missed just talking to you <laughs> i think i should start uh, uh, coming back and uh, doing it more often what do you think how about this idea <laughs> having interviews and sometimes my solo episodes anyway i just want to start with saying that these last few days i feel extremely super charged and inspired by seeing all your posts on instagram from our first Baladance Live Podcast Challenge and the number of people who are participating just blows my mind and not only participating as like saying oh I'm in and sharing the poster or the announcement of the challenge but actually posting videos. I honestly thought that it will drop 50% away right from the first uh, task but actually we are 90 at least 90% of people who committed to that they are gonna do it actually are doing it and this is incredible all your posts or seeing your comments on each other posts like feeling like we are really doing it as a community and it's not about competition or being better than anyone else it's just working on our own but at the same time as a part of a bigger group and uh, going through it uh, going through this dance journey all together this is very inspiring and thank you so much for participating in the challenge for sharing your videos for tagging me for taking other teachers everyone is extremely inspired and super surprised and thrilled by feedback and your reaction on this challenge and your idea and i'm super happy it working out and it means that hopefully i'll think about some other cute things and other contests or challenges or something to add more active active element physical element dance element to the podcasts you're not only listening but you are really uh, dancing and connecting to other dancers all around the world and uh connecting to other listeners because yes there are a lot of us who are listening to this podcast and from all around the world we have participants of the challenge from uh, uh, korea from uh, uh, 
South Africa, from India, from Australia, from New Zealand, from US, Canada, Brazil, Argentina, uh, Europe, all around the world, Europe, starting from Eastern Europe, Ukraine, uh, Poland, uh, uh, Russia, uh, to Western Europe, <laughs> Spain, Portugal, Germany, Italy, all, all around uh, the planet, which is really exciting. And also on a more personal <laughs> note, uh, make me pleased too that so many of you have commented or messaged me uh, on my post regarding gifts uh, because we have amazing gifts from all the teachers and special gifts from the podcast and from me. Uh, but many of you have messaged that you want gift cards from my inner dancer, my store. And um, of course, I'm really happy to hear that you love that stuff. And I'm very excited to share all the new stuff uh, that we have added just uh, a few weeks ago to the store because honestly when we just launched it I kind of I really loved what we were doing but I kind of felt like oh, just a couple of designs I don't know is it really a store but now we have added so many things that we have over 60 different items including training we we even added the swimwear very cute uh, with mandala designs and uh, there is a special design that I have added specifically on the level of hips so if you decide uh, to follow my example and as I do I always bring almost all my swimwear suits whichever they are appropriate in my training studio and if you decide to use it for ballet dance that that design will emphasize the, the work of your hips well this is on the funny note but uh, I'm really excited about this project and uh, just because I saw such a great uh, uh, feedback and excitement from your side too. I have decided to do a surprise special gift <laughs> for our uh, podcast listeners, for all of you. So you ha can get a special treat of 10% off uh, for all uh, products at my Inner Dancer. You can just use a promo code podcast, all capitals all together obviously one word podcast uh, during checkout and you'll get 10% off and also don't forget that until May 31st we have a free shipping at the store uh, in a celebration of our uh, super launch of new products uh, so you can use benefit of free shipping as well as this promo code and the promo code 10% off uh, with the word podcast during checkout you can redeem during next full week so it will be well valid until uh, May 30th May 30th including actually and of course <laughs> where you're gonna find all those goodies so my inner dancer it's online store and you can find it easily on the website myinnerdancer.com you can either google it or you can simply go to the show notes and find the link together with the details on the promo code in the show notes to this episode myinnerdancer.com so this is a little unexpected treat surprise for you uh, but uh, now let's get to our topic of the podcast and uh, today's episode I decided to dedicate to some tips for creating choreographies because uh, I know this is a struggle for many dancers and creating your own choreographies can can come from different uh, sides <laughs> 
Uh, it can come from just you having an idea about something and trying to figure out how to put uh, it in action and uh, put it all together. Uh, sometimes you hear a melody, a song, and you get inspired to dance, uh, but you may be a bit concerned to improvise, so you want to do a choreography, or maybe you want to challenge yourself and do a choreography, which can be also an option, or sometimes it can be a tricky assignment from your teacher. Well, doesn't matter really for how you start uh, trying to put together your own choreographies. Uh, it's always very exciting and a bit nervous to do your first or, or one of the first choreographies. And even if you have a lot of experience already, it's always uh, um, tricky to do it the next one, to do it the way to make it different to make it more interesting more complicated and interesting not only for you to dance but also for audience to watch because this is slightly different things and we are going to talk about that so in any case for the purpose of this episode uh, let's assume that you already have a piece of music that you want to put choreography on you already found it you are inspired you love it but now you're kind of like okay Okay, and how should I approach it? How should I start? Uh, what to do? I have no idea. Or maybe, maybe you do have some idea, but it's still a big struggle for you on how to approach choreography. So, in this episode, I will put a number of tips on how to approach creating a creation of your own choreography they are not really in order of uh, importance or like you need to start here or you need to start there doesn't really matter it's just a list of uh, ideas and details for you to think about when you are working on your next uh, choreography so first of all listen to the song as many times as possible you really need to know the music very well and by knowing the song well i uh, don't mean necessarily just uh, knowing the main melody or sections and how they change from one to another but you also need to listen to all those layers within the music for instance uh, when you are listening for it just for the first time you probably will uh, hear will notice the main rhythmic structure and maybe the main melody but the next time uh, you're listening you pay attention to ornamentations even inside the drumming so for instance the main beat can be malfouf or maksum or whichever but between those main dooms and tucks there obviously will be something else the drummer will want to add and this is what is called ornamentation and uh, this is great a way to make your uh, choreography more varied and not to have it just to the main beat mon monotonous but actually to use and emphasize those ornamentations of the drummer or maybe next time you're listening to your song you will notice that ah, there is a violin on the background or maybe kanuno would take over somewhere and start going with a different uh, melody of course it doesn't mean that you need to choreograph absolutely every single aspect of your song uh, but knowing it, knowing your music, knowing everything about it will really give you the range of different options and what you can do and even help you and get you some inspiration of uh, 
what uh, which next move to put uh, in and this is again coming back to the same idea as i just mentioned avoiding monotonous so maybe instead of doing four simple uh, hip drops or four simple omis you'll notice that a drum have added some i don't know tremolo on the third count so here it is you already have some different combination it's a couple of hip drops and then an expected shimmy accent or something like that uh, at, other, at some other point it can be that uh, you will decide to not pay attention to the regular main drumming but maybe emphasize a violin improvisation and this way uh, bring attention of your audience to the richness of music the richness of uh, melody another important aspect and tip is of course find out the translation of lyrics okay even if your recording doesn't have any lyrics make sure that uh, this is not just a, an arrangement of uh, another original song which has uh, lyrics because uh if song was firstly created with some meaning with some lyrics even if uh, you pick the um version that has only instrumental um arrangement of it it doesn't mean that you are now free of just ignoring those <laughs> that meaning and that lyrics your audience especially if you are performing for arabic audience but these days in any case because first of all you want to be professional and you want to represent culture to uh, any audience regardless are they arabic or non-arabic do they understand what they're seeing or don't understand this uh, what they're seeing but also you most likely will want to put it online and online we'll see everyone you'll see arabic audience who understand you'll see other dancers who also understand it and First of all, just do it for yourself, do it professionally, it doesn't take that, that much time, just to search internet is such a great tool, just put it on the internet and try to search does this song has original version with lyrics and what that lyrics means. Also, it will give you idea of general feel, like is it happy, is it sad, is it romantic, or maybe it's uh, heartbreaking something. And always remember, Arabic music is very tricky. Sometimes it's very upbeat and it sounds to us super happy and party, but then they're singing about uh, almost dying out of sad love and you definitely don't want to have a super happy smile and upbeat uh, like dancing and ignoring the deep meaning of of the song and emotions that are in this uh, music so make sure you always check this and also it can save you from many embarrassing situations uh, for instance i have seen some dancers uh, doing ballet dance on religious songs and even if your audience doesn't understand you it's not an excuse to do those kind of mistakes on another hand also these days we have a popular shabi songs which are very fun and cool to dance and party and they are very upbeat and exciting but they often have very very extreme lyrics even singing about drugs or cursing right in the song this is very obvious and if you don't understand language you of course will not catch it right away but 
it's basically you are dancing to those kind of songs and if you want if you find it appropriate and according to your style no problem i personally have no problem with that but you need to be aware of it and it needs to be your choice and uh, especially if you're performing in a family-oriented events like restaurants or parties gatherings i don't know weddings or even if in general on the stage you want to be aware of what you're dancing to so always make sure that you know the lyrics thirdly if you don't know how to approach beginning of choreography don't stress too much about it just start improvising and listen to your body what it wants how it moves natural to this music i would recommend to put a camera and uh, just capture your dance and see what movements you are doing and this will really help you a lot uh, later by reviewing it to see which good ideas you have and you may already have a perfect <laughs> setup choreography that now you just need to learn and try to keep the camera throughout your practice because sometimes whenever we just turn that camera on uh, we start tensing and it's like oh my god now is camera on even if you don't have any um, expectations to share or put it online we are just doing it for ourselves but there is this unconscious like tension right away so keep it on because after a few runs you will almost forget about camera and that's when you can relax and really uh, improvise but documenting your process always helps and uh, always remember that this is not about trying to create a perfect thing right away perfect dance perfect routine perfect combination or even do having perfect technique and doing perfect move no this is about unblocking your blocks <laughs> and just letting your uh, spontaneous spontaneous creativity bloom and just let yourself be free and experiment first afterwards later you will shape it you will polish it you will structure it right now you just need to create a material for your first draft just to start your dancing with something and in this case as i always love to say done is better than perfect and this brings me to the next tip which i really want to, i just said it but i really want to highlight it understand that your first draft is not gonna be perfect of course sometimes it happens sometimes those uh, cute miracles uh, happens and you get it right away but most often it will take you number of revisions before your choreography really gets to the decent level and even when you think okay i did the full sequence it's done it's ready trust me if you just polish and practice it more you will start finding more details to fix more details to add to really ornament not only ornamentation in music but needs ornamentation in your dance too maybe change your hand there maybe change your head their eyes uh, movement hips doesn't really matter but your first draft is nothing more but just the first draft this is your starting point and that's it so don't block yourself with think that oh you need to do it right away and you will not do any revisions afterwards that's not how it works another uh, useful thing is to uh, listen to your song and 
break down its structure. So also don't expect that you necessarily will put the whole choreography or the first draft of the full choreography in one set. And that's not uh, always how it works. It's much easier to break it down into different uh, sections and work section by section, but also to see the whole storyline of dance. Yes, dancing is like writing novel or book. It also has some storytelling with main uh, parts, as usual, beginning, development and culmination. And each of these parts will have even smaller parts within. But having this idea that, okay, I have the whole structure, will help you a lot with your choreographic uh, choices. And uh, I'm not talking about plot or literal, like, oh, she came, they saw each other, they fell in love, and now they're living happily <laughs> forever, ever. But I'm talking about uh, development of movements. For instance, don't if you just have your beginning, you just started choreography, don't try to kill yourself with super... Ah, crazy movements for the whole entire one-third of your beginning of your choreography. No, start with the beginning. Beginning is your introduction. So don't start with everything at once. If you pack all variety of movements and things you know in the first minute, then what are you going to do for the rest of the song? And also, I always love to give this example. Imagine you are meeting a new person at the party and they suddenly decide to tell you their entire biography right right once they say hi my name is blah 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 and they go in a crazy talk about all aspects and all stages of their life what kind of opinion would you have i guess you probably will be at least concerned if not scary <laughs> so the same thing is with your audience don't overload them right away with everything you possibly know in a dance <laughs> take it easy introduce new ideas one at a time like some parts of the music they will call for traveling steps some other will call for maybe floor work and some other will be more about shimmies or or turns or, or anything else like that so having this structure in advance and knowing your song will also save you from mistakes of putting a lot of shimmies in the sections that are necessarily not necessarily the best in the entire song maybe there will be other section in the song that is much better for that shimmy or for a bunch of turns so it will save you from uh, time it will save you time instead of redoing the whole choreography you already know okay for this section i need to work on something else because turns will be really cool on different section of the music also sometimes we just feel uh, blocked it's like okay i don't have any ideas i only have these few steps and i keep repeating them so where to get inspiration for your choreographies watch videos of other dances that you admire and watch it from almost scientific point of view <laughs> watch it analyzing think notice which combinations which movements caught your attention okay i'm not copying i'm not talking here about copying someone else dance this is absolutely not what i mean this is unprofessional this is uh, not appropriate and you probably know my opinion on that this is not what we are talking about here but if you found something interesting that caught your attention stop and analyze okay why what exactly in that movement caught my attention was it speed was it 
arm during the turn or maybe was it unexpected like combination of two moves that I never thought it's possible to put together maybe it was turn of head or something like that very simple like usually those spicy cute cool awesome things are made by details not by some major things so pay attention to those details those are like jewels <laughs> and then you can easily add to your dance and to make it richer and to get some inspiration on okay she's sort of doing it like this or oh, what if i take it based on this idea but put it on my own body and this feels nice and this feels uh, cool for the music and for my regular um, style of dancing so i'm talking about this kind of watching other dancers videos watching and analyzing and uh, not copying but getting inspiration from that also i've already mentioned that uh, usually uh, it's very rare that you will put the entire choreography in just like one continuous set unless you really have a lot of experience and uh, you have a lot of time maybe to do it in one set or you just have a super big inspiration to do exactly this choreography but in most cases you will uh, split your choreographic process in a couple of sessions and doesn't really matter is it one two or ten it's very individual not only for person but also for each specific choreography you'll see it will be different so don't worry about that there is no rules I understand that don't expect necessarily to put everything in like one training session Sometimes it takes few hours, sometimes it takes the whole day, sometimes it takes uh, more than a month. My longest choreography that I was creating, I was thinking about the idea for a couple of months and then I was putting it together and practicing for another three months. But that's another topic. Again, and there are some choreographies that I do in two hours and both of them are cool. There is no rule, I'm just saying, don't necessarily expect to go and do it one at once. Also remember, choreographing is both physical and mental process. And it's very easy to get frustrated that our inspiration flow gets stuck and then we start feeling incapable of anything, not talented enough, not uh, uh, smart enough, not creative enough, not a good dancer, awful choreographers. <laughs> Guys, sometimes you simply need to take a break and come back to it later with fresh ideas and renewed recharged enthusiasm and this is priceless i remember so many choreographers took such a cool turn in the direction of my routine that i just let it sit and uh, marinate in my brains for a while and let my body and mind rest and next time i go to then studio to complete the choreography inspiration and uh, creativity just goes out of uh, uh, expectations of course also there are some more technical practical uh, stuff like uh, make sure that you are uh, paying attention to different directions different levels and speed uh, i'm sure many of you heard it from many teachers so i'll just briefly remind you so always check always ask yourself am i constantly facing just the front don't forget you have audiences on both sides of your performance area 
and sometimes you even have it all around. Also, don't forget that your costume is sparkling beautiful not only in the front but also from the back. So <laughs> don't forget sometimes to turn and do some movements facing back. Uh, audience will not die or run away just from a, a few seconds uh, uh, watching at your back, but you can all, uh, actually show them your costume and the cool uh, movements of your hair, of your arm, of your back, of your hip. There is so much vocabulary. Don't forget, your body is 360, not just the front lane. Also the same with levels. Uh, don't always just uh, stand. You can change levels by bending your knees and doing those cute uh, movements like Maya and Omi, maybe down. Just uh, unexpected accent with uh, drop down and up. It can really refresh and bring you um attention uh, wave from your audience oh what she what did she did right now i want to follow and don't miss any details and the same with speed so again you don't need to go always just with uh, the main uh, beat always pay attention to melodies because sometimes they slow down sometimes they speed up and you can uh, slow down and speed up your movements just the same way also talking about audience don't put your choreography just from movements, like movements, 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 turn, hip drop, shimmy, arm, arabesque, whatever. Think also about your audience and their attention. At the end of the day, it's not about your technical abilities. Yes, we love dance and we want to be as technical as possible and get as many points at the competition as possible. But if you're talking about dance, at the end of the day, it's about audience's experience and in this case people's attention is your main focus is your central point for instance if during a specific section of the dance uh, you're focusing on detailed belly or hip technique uh, maybe it's not the best moment to throw a small movement of hands uh, high above your hands just because people will be paying attention to your small technique of your hips and belly but if you bring somehow through the movement maybe um reversed undulation you bring this energy of movement down from your hips to your chest and your head then your audience will follow the direction of movement and then okay they already the attention is high up so you can add a head movement or arms some small arm movement above your head but their attention will be already in that area so it's very cool to have a cool isolations and a super fancy techniques and we move everything at once a hip shoulders head but also pay attention that uh, always remember that your audience they if they're looking at something small or complicated they probably will not observe your whole body entirely at once they probably will pay attention to that hip so if you want to do some movement far from your hip i mean relatively far of course with the distance of your body but you know what i mean if you're focused on something small like a small hip technique and then suddenly you do something above your head people may not even notice it so always think about not just movements themselves but also how they transition and how they transition audiences attention from one part of your body to another part of your body 
to make this flow and audience experience really logical and smooth so they actually see everything that you are doing <laughs> regarding that there is also uh, one more uh, cool trick is your gaze don't forget that people will automatically follow where you turn your head to see what you are looking at so this is a very powerful tool and don't underestimate your eyes and your face they are part of your dance just the same way as your arms and legs and uh, in our case of ballet dance our hips <laughs> also don't be afraid to ask for feedback of course uh, sharing your work in progress can be sometimes very intimidating and very uh, stressful and nervous it's like we are sharing our creation to someone else so choose wisely who you want to share it with but uh, this can be your teacher it can be your dance friend dance colleague but having someone to see your choreography is uh, a really valuable experience because they will see it detached from uh, oh it's my creation they will see it from distance and they can give you a great feedback including nice criticism but i'm talking here about con uh, constructive criticism which can only make your dance uh, better and you can consider get in a private class in person via Skype with anyone you admire and whoever offers such kind of classes and just be open to, to their view because in this case then you are asking a teacher to give you feedback you actually need to aim to hear bad let's say quotes bad things because this is what makes your dance be better and makes it more ready for show for public showcase it doesn't need doesn't mean that you need to blindly follow whatever your mentor suggests but at the same time the opportunity to hear other person's opinion can really give you huge advantage because they will be treating your dance from audiences point of view and they may see things that you don't see as a creator of that uh, dance on a more practical uh, note, uh, don't forget to practice the way you're planning to perform. And this includes not only checking of the costume and if you can do that turn in that skirt or that leg kick uh, if uh, you don't have any splits <laughs> on your skirt or back bend in that tight bra or whatever else. But that also applies to your hair and which is very common mistake. Like we love to practice with ponytail on hair up which is very comfortable yes I understand I do it myself too uh, but then we go on stage with loose hair and then uh, sometimes you see girls who are fighting with their own hair throughout the whole performance and I bet you don't want to be <laughs> to be one of uh, that cases so don't forget to practice with loose hair and I even suggest sometimes to create choreographies right away with loose hair so you build in uh, first of all you can build in some funny movements with hair because this is part of your body too and you can dance with it as much as with any other parts of your body but also it will help you to identify those tricky moments as like okay after this turn hair is on my face 
Okay, let me build in some movement that will naturally bring the, my hair away. So you right away during the creation of choreography, catch those moments and build in solutions in these moments instead of trying to figure out during the performance, okay, how can I take that hair from my face? You already have it ready. And lastly, what I want to uh, note today is uh, coming slightly back to the storytelling, the structure of your dance that you have beginning, middle, and, and the end. Uh, don't forget that there are also some of the most powerful uh, moments of your dance. And among them, I uh, consider beginning and end. Beginning that's your greeting, that's your business card, that's your presentation. That's those, uh, I don't know, 10-30 seconds that audience really pays attention to decide if it's worth continuing watching or not. And I mean watching not literally just staring at you, but really paying attention and being engaged in your dance. Because this is different, just watching someone and being really into the uh, performance. So. You really need to pay extra attention on how you enter. And again, this is not just about moves. This is about energy and your connection with audience. Uh, this is your introduction. And this is very important because this will define if people will actually keep watching your performance. And another one of the most crucial parts, it's of course the ending. This has to be the most powerful. This is the culmination. This will be the most memorable or memorizing, sorry for my English, don't know, but this is the part that people will take with them. Even if the middle is sort of, uh, let's say, average or normal or whatever we can describe it, but you will put a really killing, tremendous ending people will really be in mesmerized and impressed by performance because that's the last ending, the last part is what they will carry most likely in their memory. Of course, it depends on choreography from choreography and there are exceptions, but this is a general rule. Of course, it doesn't mean that other parts doesn't matter. You don't need to do anything. Of course, you need to do well throughout your dance, uh, but uh, pay real a lot of attention to the beginning and to the end. If you really aim to have a logical curve of storytelling and leaving the best kind of impression and experience that your audience may uh, have. And summarizing is my final trick. Guys, just make the process of choreographing as well as performing fun for yourself. Don't try to struggle or follow someone's rules if they don't work for you. Just ask yourself, I really love this question, okay, how can I make it easy and fun for myself? And listen, listen to your body, what it will tell you, because it already knows all answers. We just sometimes overthink them. But if we shut up our brain and just listen to our soul and to our body reaction, it will tell us so many solutions to our struggles. So keep dancing, keep uh, enjoying creating new choreographies. And if you used 
any of the tips in the future from this episode that you heard from me and you decide to share your choreography creations online don't forget to tag me or send me in a message i would love really to see that uh, these tips inspired you to uh, keep creating exciting choreographies until next time keep shaving and uh, see or hear you soon <laughs>